0: Hey, this is Farah Hanafna with Rooted Black Girls, representing everyday Black millennial women in multiple faiths and cultures. Today, we're talking about performing for the male gaze. Are you with it? Are you not? Does it help us? Does it not? Sit back and write out with us. We'll get into it now. as Farah. How are you? Hey,
1: well, how are you doing?
0: I am doing good. I'm excited for our episode today. Twitter has inspired us yet again.
1: (laughs) I know, girl. I was on Twitter the other day and I tweeted, I was like, sometimes I fall prey to it, uh, but choosing to not perform to the male gaze is an active, relentless struggle, especially when you know it works and you'll be rewarded for it.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: I was like, tweeting. I went off. I was like, yo, when... When we know that when we go to the gram, especially, right? Cause I think there's like a digital kind of aspect to this as much as there is like when you go out and you try to look nice for yourself, but you understand like looking a certain way, there's some element of like social currency there, right? And so I was just examining like, I think I posted a photo on my Instagram story and garnered a lot of attention when I I was fully covered. I didn't know I had my face on there and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I just (laughs) asked for this, you know? And so I was just thinking about the male gaze, right? And like falling prey to the male gaze. Um, And I was wanting to examine that and look further into it. And I looked into exactly where that term came from. And it was a term uh, coined by a woman who was a film critic back in 1975. Mm-hmm. Um, about uh, how male directors, mostly white, heterosexual men, like panned the camera on women in movies specifically. And then that formed, you know, the general public's opinion around women and their bodies and what they look like and how they, you know, self-objectified to perform for what the movies are, perform- are like putting out there. So I was fascinated by that. And then I was thinking how it's kind of seeped into mainstream, you know, like little fair on her uh, on her Twitter or Instagram posting stories. Right. So what do you think about that? I just was super fascinated.
0: Yeah. You know, when you first when you first said it performing for the male gaze, I was like, what does that even mean? Mm -hmm. And then when you had kind of talked about, you know. You know some of the back story it instantly brought me to a situation that i had at work mm-hmm. and so um this is several years before i was married um i um I had decided to paint my nails when I went to work. And you know, we've talked about this here on the uh, the podcast before, when I go to work, I don't put on makeup, I don't do my nails, I don't look cute because I really just don't want anybody asking me about who I am outside of work. Like, don't ask me, I don't wanna share. No, I'm not adding you on Facebook. No, we can't go out for drinks. That's just kind of my MO. So I don't like to look different than my work self, like my plain old work self. So people don't imagine like, oh, you'd be fun to hang out with or whatever the case may be, right? So for whatever reason, in this instance that I'm thinking of, um, I either had somewhere to go after work or I had just come from somewhere or something, right? And I had done my nails or I had got my nails painted, right? And so one of my male coworkers, who's an older gentleman, right? And he was like, oh, and he kind of like pointed me out like, man, like, you know, if you would just keep yourself up, right? Like, I'm sure you get tons of attention, All right? wait, wait, wait. <laughs> He said, "If you would just keep yourself up, man, like you'd get so much more attention, you can have every guy you wanted." And I was just like, "Sir, like, first of all,
1: yes, but it's true."
0: <laughs> so what? And the, the the crazy part about it, he's like, "You haven't gotten your nails painted in weeks," and I'm like, mortified. <laughs> so I was confused I was confused and I'm like I was like wait 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 so like I didn't you know you know the joke about like a wife will cut her hair and she'll come home and then the husband won't notice right like you we've talked about that and I was like so explain that because I mean I'm one female out of how many hundreds of us in here like yes we have we work on the same shift or whatever but like like I didn't even think you noticed and he's like oh no men notice and I was like you know I was kind of intrigued because this is somebody that I respected and, and he doesn't usually make comments like this so I was like uh help me understand and so he kind of goes to like on to say like men notice when women keep up with themselves right and like hair and nails and he's like we love that shit and I was like what's the big <laughs> fucking deal because y'all will smash anything you know like you know what I mean and he was like he's like the thing is it's like you know a, a skirt and nails and makeup and all of that signals like um, femininity and femininity will give an idea that you're submissive. And I was like, oh. "What?" He's like, he's like it makes them think about what would happen if they take off this girl and you submitting and and it being specifically related to women and it, and it's like that m- male dominance type of thing. He's like it kind of strokes that ego. And I'm just like, "You got all that from fucking nail polish, sir?" And he's like, he's like, "Don't believe me, but ask your homeboys, ask your brothers, or maybe not your brothers, but he's like, "the men in your life will tell you men do notice shit like that." And I just was like, "That's fucking stupid. Bruh, it
1: it's, it's accurate. It's accurate. Like I had a friend even today who posted on their Instagram story and they had yeah. like longer hair in the story and they were cute. No filter literally hit me up and was like, yo, I just got 60 people my DMs, both women. And it was 50, 50, 50% men, 50% women women bigging them up natural beauty whoop 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 you know de wap whop. but then hard eyes you know trying to like elicit some you know level of response back from men and so it's a real thing bruh it's a real thing and that's that's i'm always thinking like i am a healthcare provider i can't i don't wear like nails right i have to like touch people's eyes all day you don't want a healthcare provider for like pointy nails but they cute you know when i look at them (laughs) um and you know you just think about the why you do what you do but it is a serious thing like men are observing things about women what they're wearing how they present um i have a guy friend strictly platonic and he'll just tell me about myself right and we were just talking about like men and women and how they interact and instagram right And he was saying, and you know, this was a digital conversation, you know, quarantine. And so he was just saying, oh, when he was looking at my feed and like assessing, <laughs> I was like, what, where, why are we here, sir? You know, but he was like, you know what? You don't really come off that sensual. And I said, hold up. I said, I'm not performing for nobody, right? I'm not self-objectifying myself. And I actually choose to wear like baggier clothes just to even add that level a layer of protection right. even on the gram, you know? And sometimes I fall prey to it and I've posted stuff and I'll archive it. And I'm like, man, that's not what I'm trying to put out, right? Um, but he literally- Oh, yeah.
0: oh back to the sensual thing. Like, so he just blurred that out and then what
1: and dan he was like okay look at your feed right now let's post something that's a little more sensual because you don't do that right and he was like everything is he was, and he he informed me he was like you're a great person great you know great to talk to um but he was like you just don't come off that way and you're probably not getting a lot of attention because of it and i was like i never told you that sir like what you, you and i didn't <laughs> ask you either <laughs> ah. So then he was like, post, post a photo. Right. So I post the photo and he was 100% correct. Isn't that insane? Like the, I, a lot of attention. And I was like, Ooh, to the point where I was so uncomfortable, like another few days, I posted like one of the more masculine shots that I have where I wore like oh, all Baggy pants, screw neck. I was like, I'm not playing these games with you. But it's it's a serious thing like lashes, nails, and it's I always want to do something because I want to do it, right? But I can't be, you know, asinine to not think that I'm not doing this because of like this greater socialized system that has placed this lens. For me to look through to see myself when I see in the mirror, see myself in the mirror, like I'm self objectifying myself through the male gaze right and I think in, in to add even an additional layer I think women, sometimes kind of the uh, the gatekeepers of patriarchy if you will, often look at women through the social currency of how they attract men, like IE our girl Lori Harvey right? Like everyone loves her right now and is like big up. She's really like dating all these men and don't care. But it's why do women love her so much? Because of her social currency and this like hierarchy of uh, male attention, so to speak. So, you know, wow. <laughs> what,
0: what do we what? do? Of now? I, you know, I, I that's a really great question. And, you know, when you were telling your story about um, like the Instagram post and how it's 50 50, I was going to make a comment then that it's interesting that women participate too. Right, That's it, for sure, and, yeah. and it reminds me of that poem by the poet. I don't know what her name is on that Beyonce song, where she's talking about how we teach girls uh, to compete for the attention of men, and when girls are successful, right, we'll big each other up like, ooh, mm-hmm. just like you said, right. Yeah. And I think it's so fascinating about like where that learned behavior, and we could literally talk about this all day, wow. right? Yeah. And so I think I don't have the answers, and we very frequently tell you guys on here we don't have all the answers, oh. but I think what this conversation does for me is it makes me reflect on why am I doing things the way that I'm doing it, right? Like when I decide to wear makeup or beautify myself in whatever way that makes, you know, whatever way I'm comfortable with, right? When I get down to the root of it, am I doing it for me? Am I doing it for for a man? Am I doing it for whatever? Like I really want to understand why and then make sure that my compliance and whatever that beautification is um, is, is healing for me and not, um, not a burden. You know what I mean? Like, I know that there was a point where I was like doing my nails and keeping up with that stuff and wearing makeup to work every day. And it was exhausting. And I was so miserable and I got compliments all the time, but I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy that I felt like if I didn't wear concealer people would be like, Oh my God, are you sick? Have you ever, yeah. <laughs> are you okay and it's like no nigga I just don't have concealer on thank you jerk so I mean I think that that's one one takeaway what do you think about
1: you know I think it can also be just like how black folks have taken back the n-word right I think we can almost take back the male gaze by gazing at ourselves you know like I can look at myself and enjoy myself right see my curves and know that it's, or the way that my body is shaped and and know that this is kind of ordained by Allah, you know, like Allah gave me this and that's kind of the ultimate viewer and gazer, if you will. Right. Um, that's really like high level, right?
0: (laughs) You took it to a whole nother level. I love it. I love it. Yeah. It's, it's,
1: I think you can empower yourself by like, it's almost the self-affirmation talk around like looking at yourself in the mirror and being like, I love you you know, like you are dope. You are beautiful. Right. That freckle this. And I was in a village auntie talk this week and she, she says something really cool around, like, even around the male gaze and being like uh, uncomfortable around that sometimes. And they're like, you, they know what you look like, bruh, like makeup, no makeup, like your body, your stretch marks, whatever, like they don't care. Right. So I think there's some element around that for like, People who, you know, we all conform to that gaze and wanting to look good for a potential partner or a partner, right? But to dig deeper around uh, this subject, I just think, like, again, as you said, like we have to think about why we're doing what we're doing, number one. I think we can kind of re harness this energy and re kind of contain this energy around pouring it into ourselves. Um, an example for me is I know that um, I can tell that this, me wanting to beautify myself and look nice comes mostly, I think, you know, and I don't want to be completely void of like, not understanding that socialization has worked on me because I'm sure it has, right? I'm wearing a popular color by NYX because it's happening, you know, and it's probably because a lot of women have gotten attention and it's popular, right? Whatever, right? Mm -hmm. But I know that through my tradition, like I look back at my father, and he was someone who, you know, like like would wear like the best clothes. He'd get up early in the morning, he'd shower, he'd open up all the curtains, he'd get his coffee, watch Wolf Blitzer get ready for the day to go to Home Depot, but he looked fly everywhere he went. And he really kind of passed that, like, and he really passed that tradition on to both my brother and I and my siblings around, like, look nice. Like to the point where we were like ironing our jeans before we went to the basketball game. Like he didn't tell us to do that. It was just something we saw like nigga, we ironed our jeans. Right. So, so I just think, we can look to our tradition around the beautification right like if you look at all of our, our cultures like i look at the Didat, right and you see these like fine uh, beautiful like colors and gold and these beautiful textures and sheer fabrics and know that this beautification there is part of our tradition so we can take back that power around the male gaze number one and number two just like pop off like if you want the attention know it but don't allow yourself to to get into like a, a an attention seeking cycle. Cause that's yeah. where the sickness comes from,
0: I think. Yeah. You know, when you said pop off just now, it reminded me about like there are moments where we do want to pop out. And like yeah, I, I would be lying if, if women said, especially like when we have a mate, we know how to get what we want from our mates. You know what I mean?
1: Let me tell you, you bring up a beautiful point on um, I'm not trying, trying to, to put it
0: out there, but like, you know what I'm getting at,
1: right? Exactly. So on Jasmine Sullivan's album, she, um, in one of the songs, it was an interlude, a woman was like, you know exactly what you need to do to get what you need from your nigga. And I was like, what? And she said, and, and that can be from if you have a husband, if you got a little friend, a little buddy, whatever. But she said this. She was like, you trick off your husband. She said that in the, in the thing. And I was like, oh, wee, you know, as a married woman, I was like, I guess, you know, like, you know what to do. But then on the opposite end, one of my favorite songs on the album, Girl Like Me, she says, um, her says, like, I have to wear these Fashion over dresses, you know, you go, you gonna make a hoe out of me, right? Yeah. It's just like, it's kind of the opposite end of like taking that power and using that female energy. And then the opposite of like, I'm succumbing to this Fashion Nova bullshit because y'all like this. Yeah. So I don't know. How do you feel about like, the, at least the interlude as a married lady?
0: Okay. So here's the thing. I had, I haven't heard it. Like you're the first person who's told me about it. So I felt like, but no lies are told. I'm not even going to hold y'all. No (laughs) lies are told. Right. (laughs) Any person, any woman who's been in a, in a relationship, I'll say like a serious relationship with a man Mm -hmm. understands that, you know, exactly what you need to do, you know, to be influential is what I'll say. (laughs) (laughs) Not influential. I love it. (laughs) I'm just, I'm just being
1: honest,
0: Yeah. right? And so I think, you know, and I think that happens, you know, in all relationships, if you're paying attention, you know, the buttons that you can push. And so there's truth in that. And, Mm -hmm. and as long as it's in a place where you are safe and you are loved and you are happy, like handle your businesses. If you're not hurting nobody, listen, it'll be fine.
1: In a relationship where you're equally being poured into and you're pouring into someone else, I feel like that's an exchange. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know,
0: I tried to theorize everything. Technically, and you ain't doing me no favors. It's it's a it's reciprocity over Recipro- here. What
1: did Lauren say? What did Miss Lauren Hill say? Reciprocity, bruh. That is my word. Okay,
0: Ooh. love this. I love this. Listen, yeah. listen, listen. But no, you're you're hundred percent right. You're hundred percent right. And as long as you're healthy and happy, and it's and it's reciprocated, yes. right? handle your business, mama. That's the beauty of being a woman, right?
1: That's it. And, you know, the opposite end, I have decided to unfollow people because I'm just like, well, what is this kind of relationship, you know, mm-hmm. on social media for, right? Mm-hmm. Is it for you to view and gaze? And I'm just like, that's not what I want right now, right? Yeah. So I, I have taken the full liberty around my freedoms around unfollowing people or like, you know, when you can block and, unf- and unfollow. I
0: do that especially okay so so i will definitely do that because i like to be in control of the access i give you and if i fight if i see that you're you're manipulating the things that i share on social media for your own like benefit that's not in alignment with who i am like Like, I don't care if you are married or not married and you're a man and you like every single one of my photos, you're going to get blocked, bro. Like, if you don't have a conversation, there's, you know, because I talk about a lot of stuff on social media. If you're just liking every picture, whether you send the hard eyes or not, like, that's inappropriate to me, right? And so I think of that as the same way. I love the fact that you do that. I definitely will have them follow and unfollow or or make them unfollow me that's a feature on instagram i didn't know about yeah but you don't have to block them and unblock them there's a button now that you can go and you can make them unfollow you which is crazy yeah.
1: Yeah. I thought you had to block unblock. So I do that.
0: I, I used to do that, but then I found a button. I'll, I'll, me and you will talk offline. I'll oh, show you how okay. to do it. Because then it's like, oh, what, what happened? Like, you know, you blocked me or yeah. you, you unfollow me. Like, you know what I mean? I like to play dumb. If they don't notice, then you weren't supposed to be around anyway. Yeah. So there's that. But then I also think about like, so for example, like hoodies or baggy jackets. You mentioned that earlier. Mm-hmm. I, I, have you ever walked past, you know, like there's that joke when you walk past a group of guys and you know exactly where their eyes are going <laughs> to go. And it's like, you've you've been in like an abayah or a heavy coat where it's like I I know what I'm wearing and you ain't gonna see nothing so try it yeah look if you want but you ain't gonna be satisfied and that's fine and that's what with intention and on purpose and I always feel like such a fucking boss in those moments yeah. because I feel like you know I have uh what's the word um like agency,
1: back your power, yes,
0: yep. Yep. agency over my body, no matter what you do, no matter whether you're yeah. being decent or not, it mm-hmm. always makes me feel empowered. Like, mm, booyah! So, I totally understand you with the baggy clothes, and it's not for anybody else, it's for me to mm-hmm. d- decide what kind of access I'm going to give anybody, male or female. So, I really that really resonated with me when you said that,
1: yeah, totally. And I think even kind of the evolution here in Atlanta. Girl, i get lost you know like small medium booties don't matter here and alhamdulillah it gives me some level of like um what's the word where you go around like anonymity where i can just walk around yes. no one bothers me they see my height right um yeah. alhamdulillah but like so. in jacksonville right it would be it when i was a kid too i would feel so uncomfortable so i'd always wear like baggy clothes you know I wasn't wearing a baya at the time, you know, a baya or hijab at the time, but that's how I would kind of like protect myself from that, from the male gaze of like a kid who didn't want that attention, right? And it really worked, Um, but yeah, it is, Fascinating. And I even now I'm looking back and we're like all over the place. I think even about like Aver Duvernay, like when she looks at women and casts light on women on her shows, she doesn't like even pour into sex scenes, the way she even like looks at women, it's just a lot different. It's not like a panning of the body as much as it's like a deep introspection to the soul. Right. Yeah. So I just there's so many examples throughout our entire lives around how we can use the male male gaze if we wanna, you know, be in power and pop off. Um, <laughs> and uh, around like people who've taken agency and power, as you said, you know, back. Um, And so it's just, I think inherently women have this like power, this femininity, right? And I think it would be remiss of us, like it would be an issue if we didn't discuss that that's a power that Allah gave us. Yes. You know, the beautification, the beauty of women, right? The sensuality of women. But I think it's all about how you use it and when you use it, who you use it with, is mm-hmm. it prescribed by Allah, you know, to like use this agency and this power? And so I just think it is very easy because there are times where I'm like, yo, if I post, I know I'm gonna get the attention, but I'm just like, I'm not with it, right, girl? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm don't want to do this for y'all, right? Yeah. And there are some times where I'm like, ooh, maybe I'm sad about something and you need an esteem boost. And so you post, yeah. right? And I've I've done that too, but I don't like it. I don't want to do it all the time to create kind of a feedback loop that I need, right? A button. Yeah. You know what what was that button back in the day? Where someone would poke you? I don't want to get poked, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Speaking of being poked, that reminds me one time I was in the office, and for whatever reason, like, you know, I generally don't wear like open toed shoes or anything to work. like it's always like closed toes, you know, for whatever reason, this day, I had my pants cuffed, one cuff,. But I, like I think my ankle bone was showing. Okay, my ankle, and I had full jeans on. It's not even capris, not high, like full jeans. It was cuffed once. And my male um, co worker was like, Hey, 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 I see your ankles today. What the hell's going on? Do I need to call Fred? And I was like, My fucking ankles, bro. <laughs> He was like, you don't ever be showing your ankles and all of a sudden you got an ankle out. What's going on? And he said it in jest, but it made me laugh like, for me, like nobody's ankles is ever a call in the office. But for me, because of how I, you know, choose to represent myself, like that became, (laughs) that became a thing to the point where then like, there was a conversation about like, okay, what do you wear to the beach? And I was like, I wear my ninja suit. (laughs) (laughs) They were pulling up pictures trying to figure out what a ninja suit looked like. Like, you still wear the hijab? I was like, yes, I do. So it was, it was funny. But, you know, your, your Pope comment kind of brought that back up where it's like, it's very interesting how, when you decide how you're going to show up, how that energy shifts and it's very, it's empowering for sure.
1: Girl. I, you look at, think about Saudi culture where women ha- wear a niqab, right? Yeah. And, um, or like their choice to wear hijab, niqab, right. or, you know, whatever. Um, men find in the male gaze, I'll say, people, even other women probably, will look and be like, yo, her eyebrows are on point or like, look at them <laughs> lashes, right? But they don't see yeah. nothing else, right? So it's just like, people will find things to hold on to and add value to it. And yep. I think that's the thing It's that people are com- people and the male gaze and even Western cultures, especially because we think about the, how we've sexualized our culture, like people have commodified beauty, right? People are assessing you to like your social currency. And mm-hmm. so that's the thing. I don't want to be commodified. And so sure. when I, and period, right. And I want to do things because it's, it's for me, right. And it's for the people that I love. And I think our tradition does that beautifully. It's, it. I, what I always knew was that in, in the house, you looked your best, you know, especially as a woman, right? And I even recall my mom, like the house was beautiful. Like I still carry on this tradition around like Fridays. It's like Bahur, the house is clean. It's Jumma. I'm sending everyone Jumma Mubarak. She'd wear her dida, you know? And so it's just, I think you have to do it for yourself and just make sure yeah. you do it. If you are ever doing it for other people, no, make sure your glass is being poured first. Yeah, like your vessel yeah. Is being poured. Yeah.
0: I love that. And I'm glad that you, you know, I love what you talked about, you know, with your dad, Allah al And I just think that's so amazing that, that they even took it to a step further to make that a family tradition. And so, you know. I hope that our listeners take something away from this conversation because I, I definitely got some laughs out of it. It's hilarious. It just yes.
1: it just makes me laugh.
0: Yeah, it makes me
1: laugh. It makes me think. And so we just, yes. those are the conversations we want to have, right? And so the, right. we definitely are not saying that we have the answers here. It's just no. something, and are it's literally a shoot the shit episode. I feel like it was a ping pong game yeah. around like what we were talking about, how we were saying it, but hopefully you guys kind of are continuing the conversation in your own girl groups or friend groups. Yeah.
0: Yep. All right. Well, with that being said, if you guys like this episode, please make sure you rate and review. Until next time, peace.